Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Season 1, Episode 10 of TopCast, your service management podcast. Today, we're going to chat about how to optimize your self-service to minimize walk-ups and maximize your team's efficiency. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to our 10th and final episode of this season of TopCast. Today, we have a special guest all the way from the U.S., so I would like to welcome Pamela to this TopCast episode. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here today with you. All right. Now, Pamela, for our listeners that may not know you as well, uh, I've had a couple chats with you, obviously, over Mm -hmm. uh, my time here, but I'd just like to hear from you and, and our listeners would like to hear what you do for TopDesk. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, currently, I'm actually the sales and marketing manager at TopDesk USA, but I actually started off in our Canadian office. I'm a dual citizen. I started off as an account manager in our Canadian office, lived there my entire life, and moved uh, to sunny Florida uh, a couple of years ago. So for the majority of my top desk career, how I've really spent it is, is talking to organizations and talking to talking to customers. And of course, one of the biggest topics and hottest topics we're always talking about is how to kind of improve that customer experience, how to empower our users. And I think uh, that fits really well into our topic today. Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're totally going to get into that uh, very shortly here. I also wanted to get a, a decent perspective for you from you uh obviously you, you also you know you also have a personal life as well so outside of top desk and and, and uh, your job i guess what other sort of fun things do you like to do i i heard a uh, a small murmur through the grapevine that uh, you were a Celine Dion fan as well. Uh, <laughs> so my reputation precedes me even from my days in the Canadian office. Yes, I have to say I'm a, I'm an avid uh, Celine enthusiast. Uh, from that perspective, I uh, have been known to bust into Celine halfway through the day when things are getting a little bit quiet and we need some, some energy up. <laughs> and I feel like I wouldn't be doing any justice as a, as a podcast host if I didn't ask you what the go-to karaoke Celine song is in the middle of the day when you're wanting to bust into a song oh man I mean the the classic often we have to get back to to my heart will go on uh staple an absolute it's 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 a crowd pleaser uh, or uh, in my case often a room clearer but uh (laughs) you know it depends on who's looking at it (laughs) amazing all right so with that let's dive into uh our topic today so Obviously, self-service, like you mentioned, a, a pretty pretty big topic uh, these days, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, it's all about like freeing up time for uh, your your team to focus on larger projects or or more high priority projects, we'll say. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, how do we go about reducing the amount of walk-ups or the amount of interruptions that uh, that that a service desk could face in a day? It's a big question to start with, and I think there's actually multiple ways and angles in which you have to look at it. And I think the first thing that we need to establish is it's not easy, and it's not a fix that's just going to happen overnight. And there are different components to, to really you know, make this happen. And I think um, there's two big ones. I think the first one is you need to enable the organization to have a different option. People don't like when something's just taken away from them. If they can't walk up to, well, well, then what do they do? So you need to make sure that you have the infrastructure in place within your organization to be able to support that transition. 
Uh, so that means, you know, making sure that you have that self-service portal built out, making sure that you have uh, those those self-solve options and making sure that users really um, are aware of it and know it's there. And, you know, it, it's quite easy. We could say, you know, go build out a portal um, from, that, from that aspect. Um, but, you know, building out a, a, a really intuitive portal that your users are going to come back to time and time again that's going to really enable and empower them is something that is also not going to happen overnight. So you have to make sure that we're working on, on that infrastructure and building that alternative for our users. And then once that's there, comes an even harder part, which is organizational change. It's that culture change within the organization. Uh, when people are used to doing a certain thing, change is always hard. So I think you really have to work on cultural change. And I think that is one of the biggest keys once you have that infrastructure in place to really reduce those those walk-ups or those Teams, Skypes, uh, Skype chats from there. Fascinating you bring up cultural change. We actually had an episode uh, about cultural change as well where we talked I to- uh, that one of our consultants, Ben, um, mm -hmm. and he, he mentioned uh, some stuff about it, but I'd like to get your perspective as well, obviously, especially as it relates to uh, self-service. So uh, obviously cultural change is also one of those big buzzwords right now mm -hmm. as well. Um, so how can we, how can an organization go about creating a like, sustainable cultural change or at least take the first step into switching to a more self-service oriented approach? What it really comes down to is promotion. It really comes down to making people aware that uh, that this portal exists and making it fun and exciting. I was mentioning people don't like change. If all of a sudden you say, you can't email us anymore, you can't walk up to us anymore, you have to go straight to this portal. Well, all of a sudden people are, are feel punished in a way. But, so but I, in think, some, I was going to say, but in some respect, you, you kind of have to do that if you want to make some of these changes though, right? You do, but you want to do that over time. You okay. don't want to do that that uh, that cut off switch transition overnight. It's something you want to ease the organization into, and you want to make them excited. You want to make okay. people excited for that change. Think that something fun is happening, you know. And I think it really comes down to this is where you have to have a strong communication with your marketing department, with your communications department. Um, I've seen organizations do anything from a very you know serious uh, campaign. Uh, highly produced uh, videos, marketing materials to the opposite of just fun and lighthearted um, uh, uh, campaigns or videos as well. And it's about building that excitement, building that anticipation. It's about, um, you know, signs over the coffee machines and uh, videos or, or material coming from marketing. Hey, this is about to come. This is about to launch. And not only that, but how is this going to help me? And bringing uh, that perspective and understanding to our organization, because that's another thing. Uh, if you just say, hey, we're going to change this. This is how you have to do this now. Again, that sometimes people are, that's not going to be well received. But if you give that understanding, why are we doing this as an organization? Why did we choose to make this change? Well, we chose to do it to help you. We chose to do it to enable you. We chose to do it so that now you could come on. Uh, you're you're going to be self-sufficient. You're going to be able to resolve your own issues. You're going to be able to easily track your requests, see updates. The communication is going to be so much better. And we're going to be able to help you more quickly, more efficiently um, from that perspective as well. So you guys could focus on your jobs, focusing on what you do best without having those uh, interruptions or fears uh, from that perspective. Yeah, I guess like the two biggest takeaways that I got from that um, 
is if you're looking to make a cultural change as, as it relates to like self-service, the biggest thing, if, especially if you're launching like a self-service portal or, or something like that, biggest thing is awareness, making your whole uh, mm-hmm. company aware um, through marketing, through however, whatever means necessary. And then uh, and just sharing that, uh, sharing its ease of use. So sharing like how it's yeah. going to make people's lives easier. So yeah. that's kind of what I took away from that. Is that pretty well spot say- on? Absolutely. That awareness element is huge. That creating excitement, building excitement around it, and then kind of the why. How is this going to help you and how is this going to benefit you? Okay. So on on this season of TopCast, I know you you mentioned you listened to a couple episodes, one of Ben's in particular, obviously, but uh, we're we're all about adding value this season. So when I say adding value, that's trying to add value to the service desk um, for any basically any organization who's maybe look looking to make an improvement. Mm-hmm. So what are what are some of the actionable like steps that you could recommend to our listeners who are looking to make a change like soon to really like start their self-service journey, I guess? Um, immediate actions, I think, well, you have to enable it, right? And mm-hmm. there's so many things that uh, that you could do from that perspective. And I think for uh, for time's sake, in a way, I don't have the time to really dive into all of those details, but I'll do a shameless plug here in the room. <laughs> I actually uh, did a webinar uh, going through how to build a self-service portal, the elements that need to be there, um, and it's uh, on demand on the uh, TopDesk uh, website. So if you want to kind of really dig into those details, um, I think that's a great place to, to start. But I think for an actionable today, if we're talking about how to reduce those walk-ups, which you know, I think right now especially, this is really um, – Uh, changed, especially now when we're all working from home, you know, people are being inundated with questions, people are all walking into new things. And uh, from that perspective, and I think um, from the organizational change perspective, you need to have that infrastructure in place. But then, you know, it's one of those things, this might be kind of an unpopular opinion, but within that organizational change, you also have to train your technicians, and you have to teach them to not accept walk-ups to not accept a team's to say hey you need to go log a ticket you need to um uh, uh log this properly and you know I'll, I'll tell you uh brayden the first time that i walked up to my uh my buddy in it uh thinking i was really important with an issue that i needed to solve that day and he looked at me and said you know go log a ticket yeah i was a little miffed it didn't sit so well with me you know it kind of it, it's a hard transition and i think the, the it people they don't always feel comfortable doing that because they want to help you they want to they want to help you right away they want to do as best they can to get you up and running so i think um it's that organizational change of having to tell people having to turn them away having to teach them the new method and do small things add it to an email signature hey if you have a ticket to log to click this yeah. link log it in our portal ask people, start turning people away, but also tell them why. Because for instance, if you're a technician, if we know the whys and you have 20 people walking up to you in a day while you're trying to get your work done, well, really you're becoming more inefficient. You were not able to help you as quickly and as efficiently as we could if we had everything logged, streamlined and processed from that perspective. So I think it's also really important that, um, you know, we explain the whys to the organization and the benefits to them from being able to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that totally relates back to what you were saying before, like th- these changes take time. So uh, basically you can't really just go cold turkey on somebody and just say like, exactly. no, you definitely can't, you, you definitely can't uh, walk up to us or have, leave a phone call or whatever. But over time you have to gradually teach people how to, 
or how you want your service to be delivered and, and the expectations you have, right? So. Absolutely. And I think another takeaway would also be to be realistic. You can't expect if you launch a portal and your advertiser is going to have 100% adaptability overnight and you're going to go all of a sudden from mainly emails and calls to mainly self-service portal overnight. It, it's a, it is a process. It takes time to, to fully adapt. So, I mean, I think a win is if you could get, uh, if you have, you know, 10% or 0% coming into self-service and you get up to 30%, right? And then continuing to build from there. So I think it's also good to have those realistic expectations and to remember that if it doesn't happen overnight, don't get frustrated and don't think it's not going to work. Uh, keep at it. Keep that promotion uh, going. Keep those conversations going within the organization organization um, because it really takes everybody working together to to really create that change. Yeah, and I think a lot of this can be applied to uh, a lot of the discussion we had today can be applied to, uh, you know, the challenge we're all facing right now in the pandemic Mm -hmm. um, and and sort of the new normal, I guess. But Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else that uh, an organization could do or or uh, implement in order to, you know, have self-service be more prominent uh, during a time like this? You know what? I actually think here's the thing, Brayden. I actually think that um, one of the things COVID has made us realize, in a way, is that uh, we talk about the customer experience. It's one of those things that uh, creating a, a self-service. We want to push people there all the time, um, but we don't always take it seriously. Sometimes resources are an issue within an organization. Do we have the time to, to dedicate people to this project, to creating a portal, to building this out for our organization? And a lot of times with resources, self-service sometimes gets pushed to the back burner because we say, oh, you know what? Our user groups, they're not the most tech savvy. They're not going to adapt it right away. So, you know, with that in mind, like, let's just, this isn't maybe a main priority but it's a nice to have down the line. And I think as we got pushed into um, all working from home and and working remotely, I think what it did is it just proved that self-service is important, that these options should have been enabled, that we shouldn't put them on the back burner, that we should take it seriously. So I think it's kind of accelerating us, like you said, into into doing it and doing it the right way and and taking taking it seriously from that aspect. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more on basically all of that. So uh, <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I definitely think this is this is going to be changed for the better for a lot of organizations and and those looking to make a start. Like you said, the pandemic's only accelerated the process. So both like everything can obviously be looked at in a positive and negative light. But mm-hmm. if you're taking the positives out of a time like this, I would say it's re- really accelerated the process and allowing your uh, any organization to just. Uh, take strides to you know delivering better service overall. Thanks for jumping on this podcast episode uh, with me, Pamela. I really appreciate it. Uh, and thanks again for all of our listeners for tuning in to the final episode of season one. Uh, it, it's been it's been a really fun ride. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and learned a lot along the way. Um, if you have any suggestions or, or feedback, please do share it with us uh, at our uh, Topcast page. It's page.topdesk.com slash topcast, and we're happy to take any feedback going into season two. Speaking of season two, uh, we're going to be taking a brief hiatus uh, from Topcast for a little bit to do some brainstorming, planning, and see uh, what we can what we can come up with for our uh, second theme. Uh, but for now, just stay safe, stay tuned, and most importantly, stay at. Take it easy. Everybody.